<laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> you locked in now? <laughs> oh, way, way better. Now you're full screen. Now you're in. Cool. Let's get it. Let's get it. What's going on, big bro? Yeah, I like the backdrop. Yeah, man, we in the office, man. Headquarters, man. Where it's all getting done. I'm actually sitting in the office where Ice-T uh, recorded his first album at. So, you know, some hip-hop history. So was that what, like Final Levels uh, studio or something? No, yeah, this is the original studio, um, but this is my manager's office now. We don't record over here anymore. It's more museum fight and Final Level headquarters. Our headquarters, you know what I'm saying? Where gangster rap on the West Coast began. Rhyme Syndicate. <laughs> Rhyme Syndicate. There you go, there you go, there you go. How's everything with you, man? Can you hear me good? Is everything good? Yeah, I can hear you perfect, bro. Everything is good to go on my end. Just trying to stay corona free. What about yourself, buddy? I see you beat it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you for overcoming that. There's a lot of people who couldn't um, fight that. No, I, I no, that was uh, that was some other thing. I, I was. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I never actually caught corona. Thank God, oh, man. Thank that, God. That was... Yeah, my bad. I, I, I assume that's what that was. My apologies, man, bro. No, no, no. I, I, I was. Uh, I was, uh, you ain't got to make a note of it. You ain't got to make a lot of it. Yeah, you know what? Man? Water under the bridge, man. But, but, but <laughs> I, I, uh, do you know anyone who's actually caught Corona and stuff? Yeah, I do. I actually do. I yeah, know I know a, a handful people of people. Um, I know some people, but most of the people I know, you know, they were able to um, recover from it. You know, I know a couple of people that didn't recover from it. So, you know, it's a serious thing. So, Always moving around, keeping my mask in the cut. <laughs> and trying yeah, to stay well. uh, safe, you know what I'm saying? My mask right here in my pocket. But no <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I've known people that have lost their parents to it. I know people that have got it. They got, you know, just a little bit of sick and they were they were back pretty quick. But seems to be uh, hit or miss with that one. Yeah, man. Sorry about that dog in the back. Oh, man. No, it's fine. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. What's the deal? What's going on, man? You know, bro, just everything is good, man. No complaints, you know, really just trying to just been focusing on music, focusing on being healthy, trying to be happy, really with everything. As I get older, bro, it was just my birthday last Friday. Everything becomes more about just trying to be more honest with myself, honest with the universe, honest with everything about, you know, how just the most sincere, authentic attempt to push this forward because like, all that other stuff don't matter, man. For me, it's just like it has to be on some Jimi Hendrix type. Just the mission that's just different, you know, but just my uncle used to say to me all the time and he used to work with the biggest acts. He used to work with Michael Jackson, the Grateful Dead, everyone, man. And he used to always say that, man, just practice your craft, you know, don't worry about any of the other stuff. Just practice your craft so when it comes time and you're in the mix it's self-evident that you put everything forward you know definitely man that's important man practicing that craft i think every artist i honestly feel like every artist should do 10,000 artists i'm mean, 10,000 hours before they even put out their first song that's just me personally right i mean isn't that the old saying that the the master has failed more times than you know the student is even tried. It, it would just, it will create a filter for music that's just being thrown out. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot, I feel like it's a, a lot of music that, that makes it today from people who are business savvy, but aren't really strong with their pen and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And they're able to get the business and the wording to the people in those positions for editorials and things of that nature to, brand and build that relationship. So I'm not really knocking that aspect of it. I'm just talking about, about as far as the quality of the music, you know, some people really put in the time to yeah. right where things should be. You know, some people really don't and some people 
who really don't take that time become successful as well, you know? But me, my preference is just the people that are seasoned, you know what I'm saying, should really get those outlets and those opportunities. Yeah, and and also, too, I've noticed what people are endeared to in music is so personal in this because, like, me and you could look at each other and be like, wow, that's fire. That the, that dude spits. That, that That is an MC. That's a fire, the most fire instrumental. Mm-hmm. Someone else might not touch home the same way. And, and <laughs> it's been interesting because, you know, I go to a lot of shows before, you know, COVID happened where it would be some of these newer rappers and, you know, I'd look over the crowd and it's not like people aren't endeared to their music and it's not like people don't feel it the heart where I'm like kind of sitting there sometimes like, dude, this dude is not spitting. This dude, if they didn't know this song, how could he, but to them, they're trapping, they're, you know, they're wilding out, they love it, they're endeared to it. So, I mean, that's a very interesting thing about what is what is close to someone's heart and what someone feels is dope. Definitely, man. I just think with hip-hop, it gets tricky because there are different elements of the culture. You know what I'm saying? And when you walk, talk, and live and breathe the culture, you know, it becomes a lifestyle to you. And you don't even necessarily have to even be a rapper to be somebody who's considered hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? And things of that nature, people to just dress dress a certain kind of way, use a certain kind of language, certain type of verbiage, you know what I'm saying? And body language and different things of that nature, the, the people that they want to be around, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like people cling on to the lifestyle even before the music sometimes, you know? And that's just, I see that a whole lot. Man. It's hard to really separated like are is, are they an artist or are they not an artist you know what i'm saying because a lot of regular people are dressing like how the artists wear them dress you know what i'm saying uh, the artists make certain words trendy they make certain topics trendy certain clothing lines trendy and people go out and grab it and before you know it you got a whole world of people that's dressing the same and looking the same without even having to say a word <laughs> it's tricky man hip-hop man yeah i mean it's definitely interesting the movements of what goes viral and what is considered marketing how people present their social media now and especially with tiktok about how a lot of times it's almost the and i think with music it's always been a balance of that between the entertainment and the craft, as far as is is this this a presentation of all these aspects that you know Jay Z said it perfectly. He would always be like, you know, ninety nine percent of y'all will never ever experience this or live this, and you're vicariously living through me. Like they, so many people vicariously live through entertainment it's not something that they'll ever experience they'll never they'll never be on that yacht they'll never be living that type of lifestyle but it's a form of escapism i think all of us have done it i know and especially if it's someone that you look up to or you feel or you relate to and it just hits home and it just hits an emotion that nothing else hits especially with a lot of, you know, I think a lot of times that's what I would say to people. If you get people to relate in your music, that bridges a gap that is like no other. Definitely. And that's where I think it should be easier for artists to find that target market. You know, like what is the concept of your music? What, what are you writing about? And music goes to different areas, no matter, no matter what you say, you know, people, love for good storytelling, you know? And if you have the ability to paint those pictures audit, audit, auditorially, you know what I'm saying? Then 
your music can really go far, you know. Um, I try not to make music that can get limited, where it can get played at, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make my music more universal, you know, because I'm no longer just an artist that's from poverty. You know, I have to make light of other things that I've had exposure and experience of. You know, I'm a military veteran, you know, um, I'm a college student, uh, I'm a, so I'm a graduate, I'm an alumni from that. You know, I, I got the opportunity to experience different ways of life and really get to see what's, what the world has to offer before I really just made up my mind saying, hey, I just want to be an artist, you know? Um, but music has just happened to be my passion. I grew up around it, grew up in the church, and you're not in the in blocks that the churches are on, you know what I'm saying, in those communities, and you sink or swim. I like to say I, sw- I was able to swim out of it and build a lot of relationships, you know, seeing a lot of people that wasn't able to make it out of those particular places. So I actually like that you made that Jay-Z line and that reference for people to be able to live vicariously through them, you know what I'm saying, because it's a lot of people that won't even take that leap of faith and just go out there on their wrist to leave that area that's familiar, so... Shout out to Ho and shout out to you for that reference. Yeah, man. And it, it, it's it's like hip hop really transcends all that. I mean, poor, rich, hustling, part of the hustle, you know, from from the hoe to the trick. I mean, that, that to to straight to as trapped as trap could be. I mean, the, the hip hop. See, that's the one thing I loved about hip hop as being a DJ and a producer is I think that hip hop is exclusive in the sense of whether it's classical music, whether it's Spanish music, it's any style of other musics. It can be incorporated into hip hop. And it also it's like this universal blend that you really don't get with any other style of music because you could. You could flip hip hop on any style. You could flip it on some trap. You could flip it on some old school. You could flip it on a live band synth or any element of basically any other style of music you could incorporate into hip hop. And it will. And also, too, when I think when you go around the world, you know, it's just like. It. A lot of my friends, like even when they go to Japan, their album will be number one and they can tell that when they're there, a lot of these kids don't even speak English, but they know every word of that song and they can work it, work it out. And that, 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 and even with Q boy on the last episode, talking about how culture and film and TV, it, it, it paints this picture of here in the States to everyone what it is. And it's interesting what people emulate or think is cool. Like we were talking about like how it's interesting that when you go outside of the States, a lot of the kids, when they hear the stuff, when they want to come here, it's not necessarily the best areas that they want to go to and stuff. It's not like a lot of times they're like, oh, I want to go to this really, you know, it's these these spots that you know for us are home because there are neighborhoods where we grew up and stuff but also it's interesting how media glorifies and glamour puts an interesting twist on maybe that isn't always the most accurate glorifies things that sometimes maybe are more of a reality that are not easy for us with those communities i just feel like now um I think like all those urban communities, so we're we're open to other other countries and different cultures coming to visit. Like I think it'll be it'll be kind of different at first, you know, if we just got some people from Japan just walking around my neighborhood, like where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? And because that's not something that people are used to, you know. And but just to break the cycle and get people familiar with the top genre of music, where they really can go to those stumping grounds where people are from. You know what I'm saying? That's really important. And I think that'd be dope. A lot of, a, a, lot, a, a lot of relationships would definitely come out of that. A lot more floss would definitely come out of that. 
Yeah. That's what I mean, between other cultures, you know? And because I have an um, artist that's in my community. His name is Be Free. He did a song with an artist from Japan, and the song is doing crazy numbers, you know? And they FaceTime all the time, and he wants to, the artist from Japan wants to come to his neighborhood. And he and my homie Be Free wants to go to Japan, you know? I just think that's dope. It'll be a lot more of that going on between different people all over the world before you know we have so many different blends of of hip-hop and music totally well i mean that's what i'm all about i mean i think that hey i said it once i'll say i've said it 500 times i'll say it again i have friends that are in iran that i talk to all the time bro they don't they're the most normal good-hearted loving people they don't hate America, they don't hate Israel, they don't, the most good-hearted, normal people that have nothing to do with however their psycho government is, and to demonize anyone, it's just like, even like you said, on the flip side, a demonization of us here, or a, a neighborhood, or this or that, when really, you know, it's like, it's pretty funny, like, as you know, like, I live in South Central, and a lot of times, a lot of people are like, "Oh wow, you live in South Central," but I have—it's the—I be- live in the best neighborhood, you know. No matter whatever, how bad there are certain elements and stuff, the people that live in my neighborhood are the best people, and it's such a beautiful area in so many senses. And that narrative of it's like, "Oh well, South Central is a bad place." Like, no, nah, not everything bad about South Central. Like, there's a lot of beautiful, iconic spots there's a, the people are the best you know and it's if only more people had more exposure to those things to see that really at the end of the day we're all family we're all good people willie nelson talks about that all around the world we're all human beings we all deserve love we all deserve everyone cries laughs wants to be happy be safe and when more people understood that there's more that brings us together than separates us because really at the end of the day you know how I am man you know how I you know how I roll it how I feel we're all family at oh, the man, end that's how, that's how we met though you know just that's dope man we can build man and more people can build and I just think the more that people like you and myself we live our life the way that we do bro with unity in mind when it makes sense like I'm not talking about people should just go out and try to just force relationships and force things. No, just people only know what they know. Not even sometimes, all the time. People only know what they know. And until you expose someone to something different, you know, then they'll move differently. But up until then, you know, they'll be doing the same thing. Until sometimes you take that leap of faith, man. So shout out to you for taking leaps of faith, reaching out to your boy, man. Well, I mean, I think... You said it perfectly. You know, you got to find that balance of that. You know, it's a case by case scenario. And each, you know, obviously, as you grow up, you find out that good people are more of the rarity in a lot of senses. And, you know, only all that, that stuff could only be proven through time and experience and actions and behavior and, and, uh, I don't know. It's like like when I met you, you know, I meet a lot of people, Mario. You know, I meet, I meet a lot of people. And like, but your energy, your vibe, your, the love that you put on it, I could feel it from the first second we met that there was like some uh, destiny, you know, like, like how, how, remember how many times me and you just ran each other into in the neighborhood? Like, like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, we're at a different spot. We're here. We're somewhere else, and I'm seeing I'm seeing them down again. Like, whoa, you know, like that's yeah. like some destiny, yeah, boom, family, boom. synergy, like on it's a level. Way, of, yeah, totally. Because I'm allergic to bullshit, and I'm allergic to bad energy, and definitely am more of a recluse than someone that's like, oh, what up? I need friends. Like, I don't need, you know, like, but the few people that are, how can I put it? Exactly. You know, I can feel like, you know, like, you're unique, you're special, you're, you're, you're the love and authenticity and the sincerity, 
you know, of not only just your relationship with me, but I could see your relationship with the culture, you know, in music and just being a leader in this community and stuff was different with you, which was one of the reasons why, you know, I thank God, you know, for, for us meeting because like, it's rare to find good people and it's rare to find people that I think are worth more than money that are, the, are, are bro, bro, fam, fam, regardless of whatever, you know what I mean? And sure. you know, that, that, that's a rare thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're making moves is because I think that I'm probably not the only person who's seen that, you know, in you. Yeah, man, you know, man, I knew where I wanted to be. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I just, initially, I just utilized the LA Film School as my headquarters, you know, as I'm like, look, I got this big ass building in the middle of Hollywood. It's a film school where a lot of prestigious work has been done at. And it's the perfect place for me to get people to meet at, you know what I'm saying? Different executives or different producers or different things and different entities that are different power positions within the industry. When they see me utilizing the LA Film School's platform, the way that I utilized it, you know, it just, it just worked so well. And from what I see and what I learned, and just from me being a veteran and being a student, it's watered down the way people kind of make it look. Because if you look at it, a lot of artists always want to do something the student body. If it's middle school, no matter if it's high school, no matter if it's college, they always want to do something for our military. You know what I'm saying? And I'll just, like I said, I'm blessed to be able to be a part of all of those different umbrellas and those different groups. You know what I'm saying? And so it's nothing like them back because I remember being there before, you know, and a lot of artists that never really got to go to college, they get to go to college that way. Let's go turn up with the students and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's dope. It's dope. Yeah, fam. No, definitely. I mean, it's Again, you know, it's, work. it's weird. Like when um, Dre started working at uh, USC and doing his his um, you know his college ex- extension at USC, his part his uh, academy with Jimmy Iovine. When they did the groundbreaking, everyone was there, and everyone was like, "That was on my team." Knows that I do music, and was there with him, and was kind of like, oh, you should run up on him and be like, yo, you're DJ. And it's funny. I was like, yo, man, I'm I'm not running up on Andre right now in the middle of his groundbreaking. I can get I'm not on that groupie shit. I can't do that. So I just go sit at the back of the, the thing and I'm just chilling by myself eating, getting some food. And then Dre walks up to me and he's just kind of like standing there. He's like, what's up, bro? And I'm like, I'm like, what up, Andre? And I just looked at him. I said, hey, I said, hey, man, did you ever think that this is like from where we're from? Two dudes, two DJs that never graduated college. That we would end up here doing this. And he's like, whoa, that's a tree. He's like, yo, man, no, no doubt. Like, I never really thought that this is where we would end up. And I'm like, right. I mean, I was never really a student type type dude like that or focus, but that scope of, you know, it's when my uncle was working for Michael and I saw right before Michael died, he was still always taking training and he was still always learning and always still had a teacher and a mentor. And it just kind of went to me. I was like, dude, you never stop learning. You, you always you know, if you look at the greats, you know, the must, the the gates, whatever it is, they always still take classes. And like, I, I've always been a big believer in you get a, an education on the streets and you get an education on the books as much as possible because it's a balance between that. And that's not always easy because not you get, it's not always easy to to go get a book, you know, a a regular traditional education. Nor was that what I expected for this. Like Dre said, I don't think that's what we really expected that this is where we were going to end up. 
You know, it's just not what I planned, but it ended up being something better than I could ever imagine. Yeah, man. And it's dope points, man. I think little mo little moments like those, man, help fuel the mission, man. And then just get complacent one day, like, oh, I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? Where you can just look back to certain memories and remember how it make you feel through the process, through the journey to keep going, man. That's my motivation, man. Because, again, I lost both my parents in the same month, but in different years. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's actually the month of December. So December, at one time in my life, were, uh, was a month and a time of negative reflection for me and negative vibes until, you know, I actually just took certain moments, look back and reflect and utilize those same moments to help me get outstanding things done in the month of December. So I can honestly say for like the last five years, six years in the month of December, man, it's been lit. <laughs> for the last six years, man, probably a little bit longer than that, but, you know, take that same fuel and burning desire and apply to something, man, so you can just continue to grow and stay on that mission, man, and not just get complacent again. So, yeah, man. Okay. And so you lost both of your parents, you said around, what, five, six years ago? No, uh, my mother passed December 1st, 1999, and my father passed away December 19th, 2010. Okay. So that has to be hard then. And sometimes during the holidays, you know, not fair family there. How did they pass on? My mother uh, passed away from AIDS on World AIDS Day. My father just went to sleep and didn't wake up. So, like, so there you go. And then with that, has that, I mean, it was, it was rough patches at first, you know, thinking, I mean, coming up and just growing up from a teenager, not having your mom. So it's kind of tough to really bond with females on a time when you were younger and until you really just start looking at your, your sisters and other different women in your family and your life and seeing how you like them to be treated and stuff like that and just become something that grows on you, you know, but some things you really just can't do alone. And I swear, man, like you need different entities in your life to help you grow into that perfect mold of yourself. You need that brother figure. You need that sister figure. You need that mother figure. You need that father figure. You know what I'm saying? You need that older brother figure. You need that younger brother figure so you can learn how to cater to people. You know what I'm saying? And understand what it's like for you to be catered to and just different things to make you well-rounded. So. Now that I just understand all of that, it took some time, but that's why I think my kids are going to be dope. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a big believer in that, you know, people only can love generally as much as they've been loved themselves or seen what love is, you know, or trust or whatever. I mean, people are generally a lot of times our environments just have so much to dictate on breeding our mentality towards things and, and, uh, our insight into stuff. And sometimes in this way, in, in this game of life, the insight into things are painful, you know, it gives you, it's a thing of, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, that, it's a part of our story, but I think that sometimes that story and that process is not an easy thing to live through at times, you know? And then if you could get to a place of peace in that, that's a level of maturity and full circle that a lot of times, a lot of people don't even get to, bro. Yeah, I know, man. Um, suicides around the holidays from between like November and February are are extremely high, you know what I'm saying, from people that don't necessarily know how to cope with things like that. So I understand it's out there, and, but it's, again, it's people like me that, that go through things like that that's was able to find a way to, to keep going and just give messages out there to people so they can have something to hold on to and feel like there is hope out there, you know what I'm saying? Because it does get tough from remembering the times, but shit, life goes on. Yeah. Period. 
You know, it's like, like a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know this about me and I don't really talk about it that much, but it's just like, like my sister was living on the streets for, for, for a long time with her and her husband. And, and, you know, it's interesting, like when you see these levels of, of, of hardship, or you see certain things, or you see people get through them, it could be such a, uh, a thing close to your heart because like, you know, I walk around and there's so many homeless people around here and it's like people have assumptions, but it's just, you know, that's the same for my family just on the street, you know, and you, you know, you, you have this desire to want to help people or, or, you know, it's just a trigger that you see, you know, people going through those things. And it's just interesting that until you really experience it firsthand, you know, how do people really understand that? You know, I guess it's I kind of, you know, I always kind of look at people, unless I've really lived it, then I look at them and go, well, I don't know, I can relate to that or I can't relate to that because really, unless you live through it, I question how much people really understand about what it is, what it's like, you know, so I guess you could understand, you know, the, you know, cherishing, you know, and, you know, with your parents and that, that when you do have those loved ones there, how the, how valued that is, how is valued to have someone special in your life and how fickle that really is. Definitely, man. Trust me, man. Been able to uh, escape all of those different um, adversities, man, and make it to something better, man. So again, man, thank you for your platform and allow me this time, man, to sit down with you and chop it up. So how old were you when you started rapping, bro? Like when, when was the last, when was the first time you really kind of were like, all right, I want to do this. Where were you a, a young yeah, baby young. and you were like, all right, I knew you like, you know, you do from then or like eight years old, eight years old. Okay. Yeah. I wrote a rap. It had so many curse words in it. My uncle took me in the basement. and was like, Hey man, look, never <laughs> let your mom hear this. <laughs> like, Yo, I need you to write another one, man. And don't put no curse words in it still make it fly you know just him just telling me that like it just gave me some kind of direction and then after that it was on <laughs> and who well, when you first started off like do you remember the first hip-hop album or the first album you first you first got like the first person in hip-hop that you saw and you were like whoa like man i'm from detroit man so like a lot of the music that I grew up on was like soul driven, like Motown's town and stuff like that. And then when gangster rap spawned and did what it did, it, it just affected and influenced all minority groups that were all over the world. You know what I'm saying? And my family in Detroit just happened to be one of those where I got to grow up in. I go, I'm coming home from school and I go in the kitchen and I see my mama at the table writing some Tupac lyrics, even though the lyrics to the damn Tupac song was in the artwork cover. <laughs> you know, back in the day when the CDs came, they had the lyrics in them sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And my mom still used to just write down different songs. So it would be cool for me to just hear the Tupacs and hear the Ice T's and hear the Ice Cubes and the Dr. Dre's and all of that shit, the cash money. It was just so many different flavors. And, Bone Thugs and Harmonies, that was always my favorite group, like me growing up, like just watching those four, those five guys, man, just destroy the mic like that and look like me, you know, it, it was fly to me. So I definitely wanted to do that. Oh man, Busy Bone back in the day, Seminar Wrestling, <laughs> like, you know, that Harmonies and how, you know. Yeah, I can rap their lyrics to them, like, like verbatim, like those are my, my guys right there. Yeah, man, and they did the collaborations with everyone. They were one of the few bands that collaborated with everyone, you know, like, and there was just so much hip-hop history with Bone Thugs, you know. The only group it, ever to do a collab with Pac and Big. Yeah, and those beats and just, just the intros and the ad-libs on the song. I mean, it's like, 
those albums were a journey, man. You know, just like a journey through music, like this, this almost like the equivalent of like a Pink Floyd type, you know, classic, man. And, and how about this? Obviously, something that kept them working 25 years here later, you know, still they're still working, they're still doing stuff, they're still still pushing. Definitely, man. I mean, classics, man. When when you do a classic body of work, it just feels like you're forever rooted to the foundation and the blueprint of hip hop, man. It just every classic body of work that reaps success is another blueprint to look to to show a different way that you can grind and really win. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, this shit is really just what Nipsey summed summed it up to. Rest in peace, man. It's a marathon, bro. You gotta live, eat, breathe this shit, man. And you just got to keep going. Every day you got to do something towards your mission and for the culture. And really, if you're doing something for your mission, it's really going to be something you're doing for the culture anyway because you're creating another blueprint to be successful, to be successful when you cross that threshold. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that that's everything. It's like, if you can make a timeless piece I mean, I always say that to people like, hey, if humanity exists 50,000 years from now, I want them to still be bumping my music because I think with certain artists, they're going to be listening to Nas in 50,000 years still. You know, like, you know, Nas is still going to, the rhymes, the beats, J. Cole, you know, J. Cole, certain people are just making this music that's timeless that I think will, you know, Jimi Hendrix, you know, there's certain acts that are timeless. And I think that if you could find that, find it past it just being about a check, that if, if your music's more about than just making money, you know, the money's great. I love, you know, having materialistic success in certain things. But if that's your sole motivation in this, I don't know if you're really going to it's funny because I talk to a lot of new artists and they always kind of put a box on the time or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to be doing this regardless, ride or die till the wheels fall off. Regardless. Like I, I, I don't I make music for, for just some, uh, some hype, you know, just, just, just to be famous. And to me, it's more about being famous. It's about actually having stuff that people love and are so endeared to. Those artists are like alkaline, I mean, are like alka saucer instead of being like a, a rock or a penny or a quarter. You get what I'm saying? You drop some alka saucer, that shit gonna buzz and fizzle. Fizzle. And then it's out. Yeah, you, you know. That rock, you drop that jewel, that jewel is there to continue to look back to, you know what I'm saying? To continue to appraise the value of, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is, man. That's what I do. I, I don't make music that I ain't been through. You know, some some music is, some of the music is a little more aggressive than others. You know, so some vibes are laid back and relaxed, man. But that, that's how life is. Life ain't just sweet all day, you know? Life ain't just hard all day either for me, you know? And, or at least from my perspective, some people do have life hard all day. But those same people don't want to look at the blessing of being able to wake up that day. You know what I'm saying? It's like subtle victories in in life itself, man. That's the things that I hold on to. Yeah, bro. I mean, I think that 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 says it perfectly is that music transcends just because that's one thing like a lot of dudes like to come up. They're like, oh, well, proper. You're just on this positive stuff. And it's like, that's not really me. Like for me. Music conveys every emotion from the good stuff to the bad stuff to the, the, you know, like you said, sometimes I'm in a happy mood. Sometimes I'm in a, a bad mood. Sometimes things are going great. Sometimes things, and I think all that needs to be represented in the music. And, and I think that that's important to not have a box put on it, you know? Exactly. So generally in a quality radio, generally I bring up a couple of things from like your career and just kind of have you comment on, well, you know, what the, the picture 
the pitcher bring, you know, what, what thought the pitcher brings. So you, you, you mind if I bring up a couple of things from your career and you just kind of tell me what it's about? <clears throat> Can you see that? Is there? Can you see the, the artwork? Mm-hmm. All right, so what's that about? Song is called Smoke That Good. It was produced by my uh, brother Clyde Strokes, one of my producers. He's my producer slash roommate. We moved to LA together. Been rocking for about nine years now. Um, the single is called Smoke That Good. It features an artist named Pinche Mara. He's from uh, Mexico, and he's a humongous artist out there in Mexico. You should check him out sometime. And he maybe has like 2 million YouTube subscribers or something like that. Might be more than that now. But <laughs> Push it. <clears throat> Again, it's like you said, man, just living vicariously, man. Some people don't want to take that risk of reaching out to an artist that's in Mexico for a collaboration. You know what I'm saying? But that's what that artwork was right hey, there. And bridge the gap. That's dope, bro. I mean, the, you know, any, you know, whether it's two views or two million views, if it's dope, it's dope. And if it felt, if it felt right and it's, you know, it, it contributes to what you feel is good music to push it forward, you know, mm -hmm. get some good gigs out of Mexico too. That nice little trip. Definitely, man. Time to turn up, man. Well, when the world opens back up, shit shut down right now. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely, definitely. See this? You fought it. You fizzle? Yeah, there's two OGs right there, man. In the up and coming right there. <laughs> That's OG E40 and it's OG Hen G. 40 Water. I mean, I always saw 40 Produce. That one video he has where he's dressed up as a landlord and he goes around, man. That's the most gangster video of all time. Do, 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 do. That's why he still got a career, man. You know, he's going out just living his life, man. Rapping about things he's been through. And that's what people, you're not, you don't we're never run out of songs. Now, when you just trying to copy a person their whole career, man, you're going to eventually run out. You can't just keep copying them. Bro, and he does the the club joints, and then you know he'd be doing those club bangers, and then he'd be like, "Will I sell my soul?" Nope. I'd be like, "Who like I like who this comes out and said like, yeah, exactly, bro." Like when I heard that, I was like, "Forty Water, you are a, a king among men," you know, like to put out there and just because you know most people won't stand for integrity and like, yo, I ain't got a price, bro. And when he came out like that, like, and he got everyone on the video on some organic, like, everyone, like, uh, like, it was hot, that's, man. He know he got the formula, man, the recipe. You know what the people like, man. And you got an audience that can count on you to keep dropping for 30 fucking years, man. It's going to keep dropping, man. The money there, they, the support is there. He got his region on lock, man. All the up and coming respect him, man, because of his body of work. Yeah, his live show too was on lock too. I did. Uh, I was at this one gig that he was performing, mm -hmm. and I, I did this thing with uh, Jo Felony called Felony Fights, and he was performing in the ring, and mm -hmm. he just held it down, man. He's got great stage presence. What's up, man? So yeah, that's what that was. We was out there with uh, E Forty. He was doing a launch to his uh, Slurricane that they were doing like another flavor to their uh to their beer liquor that they was doing and him and my manager was cool my manager like let's go pull up on 40 so and my manager's super cool with his uh publicist as well so you know he's always keeping us tied in those loops shout out to Henry, shout out to echo shout out to e40 nice 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 all right so how about how about this right here Oh, yeah, man. That's uh, me in uniform, man. I was in the Navy. That's in 2006. Yeah, that's 2006. I was in um, Sasebo, Japan right there. So how was that experience like uh, being in the military? I mean, do you, did you, do, would you suggest it to people? Do you, Was it something you feel that contributed to your life or like what was that experience like? It was a four-year period where I wouldn't suggest it to people because of number 45, but uh, 
now I definitely suggest it and recommend it to people because we got more solid leadership in those offices where they weren't, they're less prone to get their lives put in jeopardy by people who really can look at the human life and see the work in it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just someone who's completely driven off the money bag and the ego. You know what I'm saying? It's important to really see people. You know, not everyone has the same level of financial gain and financial ability, you know what I'm saying, that, that you do. So that's important. So I recommend it for people now to be able to get to travel and to not only that, when you get out the military, you have your college paid for. You know, you have a set of a, you got your 401k plan, you know what I'm saying? And just a different of ability on a whole nother level. Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely think that uh, comparing uh, 45 with uh, 46 is a, a whole different bag. I mean, obviously Biden had his son in the military. He lost his son. And, you know, that he I think he seemingly has a lot more of a reverence for people and the sacrifice of, of being a public servant. Definitely seems that... Uh, Biden, you know, no matter how flawed of a politician or whatever he might be and stuff, seems to have uh, a greater respect for the troops and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Man, uh, again, he's been able to put a sense of relation, correlation there. Not everybody can relate. So if you can't relate, you can't expect people to feel sometimes, you know. So that's just what that boils to. Yeah, man. I mean, it's definitely. How about this? And this is one thing that I think that people don't acknowledge enough is that. Really, in the last three months, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and that general coming out the other day saying that we don't pay homage to a king, we don't pay homage to authoritarian, we are bipartisan and here for the American. I definitely think that was a big, a, a big plus on the, 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 the people that were the generals and the heads there because I'm usually not the biggest fan of the military industrial complex, but really those checks and balances of the government and the, the, the generals being apolitical and really kind of putting out a very public statement of a we are we do not support this coup we do not support this behavior we do not we we are i think the general said the other day he's like hey we don't even go to a president we do this to the constitution and that's our our ultimate allegiance which Generally, when most people do what Trump has been trying to do here in the last, you know, 30 plus days, if they have the military behind them, it's end game. I can't hear you. Your mic went out. That's deep right there, man. That's a whole nother hour conversation within itself, man. And well, we could chop. We could chop about that maybe at another time or something, man. So I gotta actually get ready for a studio session, man. I got a studio session from nine to one in the morning. Okay. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Let me um here. Let me just uh let me show just do a couple more pictures with you, man, and then we'll bounce out of here, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Let's get it. All right, for sure. So you got a nice setup over here inside the Zoom meeting, man. This is fly. Pretty dope, right? Yeah, man, it's fly. It's safe. It's fly and safe, man. So I'm saying, bro. Ain't you know, it, 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 it makes it makes a difference, especially with what what everything that's going on. You know. Mm-hmm. I did a record with uh, Jim Jones like this over the Zoom. Really? Yeah, man. His first ever. My first ever. Wow. Let me see here. Let me. Well, shit, I wonder. Well, what do you think about the, this versus battle between GZ and uh, between GZ and Gucci that has happened and stuff? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I'm glad it happened. Um, a lot of 
we missed out on a, a lot of great music that could have been made behind that, you know what I'm saying, behind that beef, you know, but better late than never, you know, people grow up, man. Yeah, man, and the production level definitely seemed that they seemed to step it up with that incorporation of the, the videos and the staging, and they definitely seemed like they put a a good foot forward with the production, you know, the production level. Definitely, man. Yeah, man. And then, um, so as far as you with music coming out, so let's wrap it up. So what's, as far as with you with music that's coming out, what's, uh, what's on the, the forefront here? Uh, got a song coming out with Jim Jones and Freddie DeMarco called Let Me Know Something. Uh, that'll be out sometime between December and January. Uh, then I got another song coming out with Sada Baby another artist from Detroit that should be out between December and January as well. So I got two records that's gearing up to get ready to come out around the same time. Now when um, Instagram, you got Twitter and stuff, do you, did you, did you, where would you want people? So you're streaming on everything, right? Spotify, all that type of stuff. Where would you want people to generally go to absorb what's coming out next and stuff? Um, if you want to absorb what's coming out next, you know, you can tap in on my Instagram at m.taylor. But before that, I just recommend Google m.taylor. It'll be the first thing to pop up, musicians slash artists. Check out that panel right there. and It'll give you direction to all my links and social medias and clips and links on my journey and where I've been through, where I come from. Where I'm headed, who's been involved, you know, it's a lot going on, man. I'm just thankful to be where I'm at. Well, you know, I appreciate you taking the time with me, man, to do this. Uh, you know, I know we've been talking for a long time to to try and get you on the quality radio, and you know, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it, bro. And you know, I, I have a feeling many good things to come, and probably, man. you know. Uh, you know, thank you, man. I, you know, you know, nothing but love, fam. I really appreciate it, man. Same here, bro, man. Anytime, man. Let's put one in in the near future. Some maybe around uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, or some shit like that, man. We put something together, man. Bring in the year, man. See how this topic uh, panned out for us. See where we at, man. You know, whenever you need me there to back you up, I'll DJ too, bro. Let's get it, my brother, man. Good chopping with you, fam. All right, well, DJ proper and dot. Can I get a shout out for Equality Radio, man? It's your boy, I'm Don Taylor, rocking with Equality Radio. Your boy, DJ Prophet. Let's get it. Final level music. Turn up. All right, Mario, man. Much nothing but love, fam. I appreciate it. You know, have a good time in the studio. I, I hope nothing but the best. And uh, we'll link up in person uh, soon here, bro, bro. No doubt. Peace, bro. Stand up. Right, for sure.